calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Welcome to the Nightmare Magazine Story Podcast. Enter freely and of your own will. I am your humble host, Terence Taylor, one very much at home with the children of the night. Stay close as my medieval muse, the Demon Gobelin, guides us down into beautiful darkness. In this episode, listen to Laura Lau, Will Drain You Dry, by Wen Yi Li. Copyright 2023. Narrated by Judy Young and directed by Alison Bell Buse. Nightmare Magazine is edited by Wendy and Wagner. Our podcast is produced by Skyboat Media. Wen Yi Lee is a Clarion West alumni from Singapore who likes writing about girls with bite, feral nature, and ghosts. Her speculative writing has appeared in several anthologies, Uncanny and Strange Horizons, among others while her nonfiction musings have appeared on Tor.com. You can find her on social media at W-E-N-Y-I-L-E-E underscore and otherwise at WhenYeLeeWrites.com. It's time to descend the shadowy stairs once more for a good long look behind the curtain of the everyday to see what lurks there unseen. Have we got a nightmare for you? Laura Lau Will Drain You Dry by Wen Yi Li 9.48 a.m. Can I see your tits, please? 10.02 a.m. Frowny face emoji. 
The day after the picture of your boobs gets sent around the school, a mosquito lands on your tongue and bursts like a ripe cherry. You are crying in the disabled stall of the girls' bathroom where you took the photo to begin with. You hate that you're back here, but it's where you were that day four months ago because it's the only private mirror in the whole school. It's exactly the same. Paint stain, clogged up sink, graffiti all over the door that you've contributed to. No toilet paper on the roll. You are crying because you didn't know until your friend Maya texted you that morning. Did you know? And when you got to school, all the boys were looking at you with a gleam in their eyes, and one of them looked at your chest, looked up at you, and said, So you're stuffing them or what? You grip the edge of the broken sink and try to girl boss yourself into stopping the tears. You don't fucking cry in school. You are the it girl. Captain of the netball team. Valedictorian to be. One half of the hottest couple in school. Or at least you were. Until you yelled at Dell too long and he dumped you. You forgot about sending him that picture. Or at least you never thought he'd do anything like this. Everyone knows it came from him, even though it was anonymously uploaded. But who the fuck cares enough to do anything about it? There's a whine in your ear that sounds almost understandable. At first, you think you're hallucinating, and it's just the broken lights. Why does the school have so much money to throw at useless merchandise and not enough to fix the lights? But then the mosquito darts across your reflection. You smash it, hard enough to make the stained mirror vibrate. You breathe heavily, shocked by the sudden rush of exhilaration. When you peel your palm away, the bug is streaked across your skin, a dark smudge of wings and blood, one leg spasming like a staticky antenna. You lift your stained palm up next to your tear-stained face, stare at the two things side by side in the mirror. You don't know what comes over you, but you turn and lick the blood off your hand. It tastes like copper, but also something sweet, something carbonated. It fizzles on your tongue. A heat shoots through your veins, and when you blink again, your eyes are miraculously dry and unpuffy. You don't think much of it until you're in maths class and there's a mosquito on the neck of the boy in front of you. He's one of Dell's friends. When he turned around to pass down the worksheet at the start of class, you felt his gaze siphon something out of you. Now, in the middle of trig functions, you watch the mosquito swell like a dark little cherry with his blood. Your restlessness fades away, suddenly replaced by a sharp clarity. A strange warmth seeps into your throat. The swollen mosquito takes wobbly flight. It bobs drunkenly toward you. Six legs and a blur of wings, proboscis fluttering. 
there's that whine again in the back of your head. But this time, you can make out what it says. Drink. This time, you can tell it's coming from the insect. This time, you can recognize the glee, the reverence, the offering. You open your mouth just slightly. The mosquito flies past your lips. Its thread-like feet settle lightly on your taste buds. You close your mouth, curl your tongue, and swallow. It's like fireworks going down. You can't help but gasp. The boy turns around and does a tiny double take. You stiffen, biting your tongue, but he doesn't seem suspicious. Instead, he looks a little stunned. Wow, he says, stammering like the words are entirely new. You look really good today. You don't know how to respond. He hurries to fill the silence. You want gum? He whispers hurriedly, rummaging in his pocket. You accept the stick, your brain neurons firing. As you take it, your fingers brush the back of his hand, and he visibly shivers. He watches you almost giddily as you pop the gum into your mouth. It's grape-flavored, but as you chew, a succulent tang seeps in, making your throat dry up with a sudden thirst. Your teacher snaps at the both of you, and the boy turns reluctantly back around, allowing you to view the raised red bump that has blossomed on the back of his neck. You can almost feel the inflamed heat coming off of it. Huh, you think. 3.21 p.m. Okay, but I think you're kind of just always finding excuses. Can't always be saying you're moody. Oh, my period's coming. Oh, I don't feel like it. LOL. I'm not asking for much. All you have to do is suck. You are a slut. You are a goddess. You are a mythic bitch. The boys can't figure out why they love you so much, why they were slandering the fuck out of you being a psycho a week ago, but now their pulse starts jumping whenever you come near them. They trip every time you pass them, stuttering out some offer to carry your books or buy your lunch or run to get you an iced tea. You have never had to pay for so little in your life. Altogether, the swarm is a blanket of staticky voices wrapped around your brain stem saying, Drink. They like you. They like you so much. You indulge them and send them all across the school. Drink. You figure out you can see through their eyes, too, if you try. You can see the chaos you leave in your wake. When you walk away, the boys deflate. When you wave goodbye, they linger in the receding shadow of your hand and sigh. The more you sit in a locked toilet cubicle with mosquitoes bursting boys' blood on your tongue, the less they can stop wanting you. How have you not gotten bitten? Maya complains at recess, scratching feverishly. You haven't deliberately been biting the girls, 
But with the number of bugs you've been summoning into the school, some of them are bound to go rogue. You don't mind. It covers your tracks. Not sweet enough, I guess, you say. You are watching Dell across the cafeteria, pretend not to be watching you. He is scratching his ankle. Everyone around you is scratching, scratching, but it only inflames the skin. With every scritch, the heat builds in the air, thickens with the smell of sweat and skin and blood just beneath the surface. Your classmates try to bring electric swatters to school, but you make the mosquitoes dart cheerfully out of their reach. The static lingers in the air. Dell is mad, so mad. All his friends are falling to your feet. You feed extra on them. You make sure bites blossom on their arms and neck like acne. You swill their blood around on your tongue to make it last. You swear you can taste the difference, too. This one is the tennis player. This one is the debate champion. This one is the creep everyone says follows girls home. You are a slut. You are a bitch. You are a connoisseur. After Dell's best friend runs two floors after you to bring you a pen that you dropped, your mosquitoes overhear Dell spitting. What are you doing? What the fuck's gotten into all of you? Dell sounds insane. Even you can feel it across the space-time of a dozen mosquito eyes. He is completely out of touch. He is so filled with this irrational hate. You think he can feel it, too, the way no one else is jumping in to agree with him, the way it seems the world has rewritten itself when he wasn't looking. It makes him afraid, and the fear makes him angrier. I told you, she's a psycho. His friend takes a step back, as though Dell has just insulted his mother, or Jesus. Dude, his friend replies, maybe you're overreacting. He walks away, probably dreaming of you, and Dell is left standing there, jaw dropped, falling apart. This is when you know that you have won. You are a stock that has shot back up to the top of the market, and Dell, quarterback number two, student council president, inevitable prom king, cannot be the only one without a stake. You have screwed with his head so beautifully. From the next hallway over, you pull back from the mosquitoes to send Dell a text. Meet me at the car park after school. Just want to talk. We'll make it worth, I promise. 8.37 p.m. I just feel like you could afford to cut down. Didn't your coach say you need to lose weight anyway? You are on the roof of the multi-story car park behind your ex-boyfriend's house. You pick this place because the two of you used to make out here all the time to avoid his satellite parents and the bedroom you share with your sister. You pick this place because you remember 
every time you sat here with your school skirt hiked up and your prefect tie tightening around your throat. You got bitten on your thighs every single damn time. Like the bugs wanted a piece of the action, too. You are on the roof of the multi-story car park behind your ex-boyfriend's house. And now you hear the voices in the drains, the cracked lights, the murky undercarriage of the stalled cars. Drink, they whine. And because they've been learning from you, they've started evolving. Blood. They're so proud of their new word. Blood. In response, you hum. Dell emerges from the stairwell, backpack slung over one shoulder. He stops when he sees you, as though he didn't expect you to actually be here. Laura, he says. What is this? But you know you have him, by the way he's looking at you, because you promised. And now he is remembering all the other times you fulfilled promises. You picked this place to Pavlov his dick. You have him because he's here. Because he couldn't resist. Even now. Even after what he did to you. Not that he thinks he did anything. I miss you, you say. It's possible he says something in reply, and you say something else, and there is actually a conversation in which you have to convince him. But the next thing you know, his tongue is down your throat and half your buttons are popped. The bugs are needy and have no sense of timing. You can feel them hovering impatiently on the sidelines, and it takes all your willpower to keep them back. Wait, you tell them. Wait. Not yet. We're not ready. At some point, your top comes entirely off, and then your bra. He's hard in more places than one. You never said he didn't have a good body, just that he made it his whole personality. It's not enough, though, for what you have in mind. You're too eager to get him naked, but luckily he doesn't realize. He's too eager himself. His heat pulsates against your skin, his whole body hot and electric. He mauls your chest and bites your neck, and you think, now! At first, it looks like his shadow, something overhead getting in the way and dispersing the light. But the dark swath in the shape of him lifting off the ground are your mosquitoes. There's so many of them, you can barely see through the cloud. Their whine is lost behind the traffic below, but their high-pitched excitement crescendos in your head as they descend on him. Blood! You tug him close, dig your nails into his back. He moans as they sink their proboscises into his skin and start to drink. You feel him get slower, though, and the moment it becomes too much for him, he chokes and goes stiff in your arms. You lean back and push him off before he can collapse on you. Slightly delirious, you think he's grown back hair. But no, those writhing lines are the swarm. 
They coat his back, his ass, his thighs, swelling into grapes that make your mouth water. So you sit there on your knees, tits out, mouth open. The mosquitoes land on your tongue, so many at a time you lose track. You swallow and swallow. They pop in your throat, bursts of hot, salty rivulets that make your body shudder. They keep coming, and Dell's skin is a throbbing blister pack of bites now, and he's growing paler and paler and paler. And as you take all of him, you can almost hear him thinking, This bitch! Welcome back. You've been listening to Judy Young, narrating Lara Lau Will Drain You Dry by Wen Yi Li. Judy Young is an Audi-nominated narrator and actress in Los Angeles. She earned her MFA in theater from UC Irvine. She has performed with Southwest Rep, Theater Neo, Theater of Note, and Singular Productions, and dabbled in improv with LA Connection Comedy Theater. She is a regular narrator for the Lightspeed, Fantasy, and Nightmare podcasts and has directed dozens of audiobooks. We hope you enjoyed this offering. If so, please help spread the word by leaving a review or rating at iTunes or on the social media venue of your choice. Our editor is Wendy N. Wagner. This podcast is copyright 2023 by Adamant Press. We publish Nightmare Magazine in this podcast for free, but please consider our many subscription options or even recurring patronage at nightmare-magazine.com slash support dash subscribe. Skyboat Media, the most respected independent audio production team on the West Coast, produces the audio stories for this podcast. They are headed by the Audi and Grammy Award-winning narrators Stefan Rudnicki and Gabrielle DeCure. Be sure to check out their website at skyboatmedia.com. Post-production was by Jim Freund, and our music was composed and performed by Jack Kincaid. Thanks for listening. This is Terrence Taylor, wishing you all the best from all of us at Nightmare Magazine, and sending you back to your reality for now. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.